What is up? Welcome to November 15th, 2021, episode 56 of Stop Skulling Some Podcasting. Uh, it's me, Derek. And I'm Grace, and I am doughier than expected yep, in I'm, real life. We, we both probably are. Yeah. Uh, more of us to love, so I'll say. Yeah. You know what? For sure. Yep. Also, I just really enjoy eating food. Uh, right. Yeah, a And lot. you know what? I, I passed the 30 mark, and so my body is just going to start holding on to the memories. Dude, I, know? I literally eat like... <laughs> just yeah. gri- gripping it as hard as it can. Yep. Every day. Every day. I'm, I'm eating I'm eating food like every day. I recommend yeah. it. Sometimes like usually more than once. It's great. Mm-hmm. Literally can't stop eating food. Yeah. It's great. It is nice. Uh, until it was not Sometimes. nice. Until it was not nice, Grace. What? The weather right now. Yep. Uh, it is. I think One we're word. still in like the bomb cyclone or something's going on. I've been too busy, uh, really, to to do much to notice what the hell's going on, except hearing that my phone is vibrating really loud. Um, when I when they, they when I wanted to move to Seattle all those years ago, they said, "Don't do it. It rains all the time, nonstop rain. Don't do it." And I found that to be not true in the many years I've lived here. However, the last week or two, um. Yeah, it's been, it's been nuts. Mm-hmm. It's been like raining buckets out there. Uh, woke up one morning uh, about I think last week, and our power was just out. Power was out. It came back in right away. So I just delayed my breakfast, you know, by a few minutes. It wasn't your, even, your breakfast YouTube videos. Yeah, it wasn't really oh, exactly. I had to switch to cellular. Yeah, I, I wasn't much. <laughs> it wasn't so bad, but like, so I hope you're staying dry out there. Yeah. Hope, hope, you, hope you're staying warm out there. It's 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 not fun. Yeah. Not fun up here right now. Usually they my, talk about that. The, the, the rain's overrated. They talk about they, my they Pikmin about it, Bloom level progression has basically halted. Oh yeah. Come to a screeching halt. And I didn't even participate in the first community day because it was so nasty. I just didn't want to it was windy and rainy. Yeah. My um since I am the only person I know who, at least in person, who's playing Pikmin. I would have been going out by myself um, with my dog Launchpad as my co-pilot, mm-hmm. and I, I couldn't do that to him. My poor guy, like he does, hates nothing more than a rainy day. Yeah, no, just... neither of these dogs. It's been kind of nice because uh, when we take them outside, they just do their business right away most of the time, and then like pull, pull really hard. Can we go back inside? Yeah, they. they I don't. Hate it. I feel really bad too because uh, sometimes in the morning, um, the dogs are on the bed. They're just like so comfortable and so sleepy and not to be like sorry i'm pulling you out of this warm <laughs> quiet comfortable bed this little cocoon into the loud cold wet world and just yeah i feel slapping it. you on the butt and got it, got saying it, good though. morning morning so, just yeah. like you do to a baby yeah well it's- you know launchpad has literally been refusing to go on walks with me yeah to the point where I'll, you know, like, there's, like, a little area right by our back door that he's willing to walk to. But mm-hmm. whenever I, like, go in the direction that I usually do, if we're going to go on a Pikmin Bloom walk, for example, <laughs> he just, like, refuses to go down there. Yeah, yeah. Just, just kind of a stop. <laughs> just will stop walking. And mm-hmm. it's, I'm like, dude, <laughs> come on. Well, also, I think. One, one day we'll be able to communicate with dogs and understand <laughs> what they want. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> until then. I-, I love those moments where. You, your dog is looking at you and it's like, I hear you, but if you don't poop, we're just not, we, have, we have to go over here in the grass where it's wetter <laughs> because I know you don't want to, but you need to poop, boy. <laughs> I know you have a schedule. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, you got double your morning double poop. Yes. And then yeah. you got your post dinner tiny poop. But here's the upside to all this, Grace. Yeah. Is the coffee shock. The coffee shack near our house uh, probably doesn't have creepy footage of some lady and her dog uh, casing the joint. Oh my god! Several hours a day. Yeah, it was. I had a whole plan for. I was gonna apparently during the event if you had pansy. It's hard I'm to still explain. Unclear what There's the a, hell this game <laughs> the, is. If, if you have like a special kind of like flower petals. You could make a flower bloom into a special kind of flower that I haven't seen before. I don't even know what it is. Wait a minute. Did, she- was not able to do it. Uh, uh, Chef Matic in the chat said that they've got their Pikmin to level 14. Yeah. Well, Wait. that's your that's your like player level, Derek. Oh, so I, you would understand because right. you're not a gamer. But no, I, I, oh, I that's not the reason why I don't understand this game. I'm like, level. <laughs> what level? What? Like, I wasn't aware there was really levels or that there was barely anything. There's there's to- like your character levels up and there's like content like gated oh, behind okay. level okay. progression. Like I I haven't unlocked all of the Pikmin yet, mm-hmm. for example. Um, I'm at level 16, and I actually only oh, have 153 wow. steps to go before I get to level 17. So I'm basically level 17. Ba- well, hmm. yeah. So I've unlocked mushrooms. Is kind of the most exciting thing that's happened recently. <laughs> and the 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 tiny white Pikmin. I got that one, not the flying one, which is pink, and I really want, but I got the other one. I'm trying to think of the reason why this game isn't so popular. <laughs> can't think of it clearly i actually i was i have not seen people in my area playing pikmin like i every time we go somewhere i always check like the little map just to see our other people walking yeah, around. yeah. and i have not really seen anything except for in areas <laughs> that you would expect like you know like popular parks and things like that but on the community day there was a lot more flower flower trails okay. that i knew for like even in my area that we're around in my neighborhood where I've been the only person for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was seeing a little bit more. However, the size of the Pikmin Reddit is like only 2,000 people. And A- active or period? That's it. Period. So I just, uh, yeah, this game is, I don't know. Again, I, I, like if Ni- Niantic couldn't make Harry Potter their Harry Potter AR game, I don't even know what it was called, but it was the Harry Potter Pokemon Go game. They couldn't even make that happen. Yeah, did we talk about that last week? We've not talked about it because I still haven't. I all I know about it is that it came out and then flopped and they closed it. And it's like, how, yeah, how does a Harry Potter game that's a, 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 probably also a free to download? Yeah, game. I think it was basically the kind of it was an AR game. Was it like you walk I don't know around if it was, and choose I don't think a school like, and you like have to to? It wasn't plant predominantly jelly beans based, I don't think. around like what uh, plant jelly beans. I don't know. I would think. What would be kind of cool, okay, I don't know. I have no idea what it was. I have not read up on it, so I'm forced to speculate <laughs> about something that the facts are out there, so anyone who knows anything about this is yelling at me. Yeah. But what would be really fun is if you're just walking around with your phone turned on, and then it's like that book, The Fantastical Beast and, and Where to Find Them, and then you're like, oh, it's a mandrake, and like, oh, it's a, the hippogriff out in the parking lot, you know, like that kind of thing, but... <laughs> I don't uh, know what it actually was. Are there that many, like, oh, I'm sure there are. Different creatures. Creatures yeah, in the Harry Potter time. universe you could have a Pokemon, you know, style. Like, are there that, is, is, because there's like several hundred Pokemon. Oh, yeah. There's not that level. I feel mm-hmm. like 
closer to like a Gen 1 situation you could do. And that was it just the Harry Potter books or was it also the yeah, the Fantastic Beasts books, which are also technically canon. Again, I I am I am super ignorant when it comes to Harry Potter, so again, he'll play screaming at their at their speakers like Yeah. It's okay. I um, I am as someone who was like the primo Harry Potter age when it came out and read all the books like on the day they came like that was like you know some people were going to the halo 2 launch at night yeah, like yeah, midnight yeah, yeah. no i was at the harry potter launch <laughs> you know what i mean which it's not like it's that weird it was insanely popular but I, i'm at the point where i'm just sick of harry potter yes and i feel like, like it- most millennials my age it still feels like it's insanely popular with people in my age group i'm not sure if it is but i'm just kind of like are you done just, with it are and you then done also, with it because of jk rowling or just in general, you've grown out of it and you kind of just don't care about the book so much anymore? Both. Oh, okay. Both. Like, I definitely, I, I could maybe talk myself into being like, oh, this is cool. But with Hot me, JK Rowling. Yeah, with hot, hot, hot take JK, I can't, I don't really agree with her and I don't really like her anymore. And so it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, there is like a cool Harry Potter themed bar that's opening up this month in ballard in seattle right and i'm really conflicted because i want to go because i enjoy fancy mixed drinks more than almost anything well give me an 18 dollar cocktail i am there like and that's what that's about what you're doing when you i live on a budget but i will i will buy an 18 dollar cocktail and that's it that will be my entire dinner but yeah, here's here's. The, I love I love a fancy question. drink. Is it just a, a theme bar that is you know out? If if J.K. Rowling is not getting any money, if if, if they do if they are not you know legally required to give ten percent of all profit to the Harry Potter fund, uh, I don't think if it is it's, just like yeah, I don't think it's specific. It's not licensed. Yeah, um, but it it is definitely trying to cash in on that millennial. Nostalgia. If it's like Harrison Pottery. <laughs> no, then, no, then, no, I, no, then it's like you're only supporting local Seattle business. It, it is lo- lo- yeah, local it, Washington business. It is like that. It is just a local business, so it's not a big deal. But there is a part of me that's just like, like rolling my eyes at it. Like this mm-hmm. is a little too kitschy. But you know, there aren't that many themed bars in Seattle. Like it feels like the theme. If there's a themed bar, the theme is like pinball dive bar <laughs> or like speakeasy is very popular right now couple, I, couple, I also don't think those are that cool a couple metal bars as well well yeah like like a heavy metal bar but is also it's cool. like that's, that's we got, even, of course we got gay bars that's barely but, even a theme that's yeah just, like we <laughs> just some, some bars have dance music we play cannibal corpse you know it's you know there's fire type pokemon <laughs> and there's metal bars <laughs> yeah exactly it's the same thing it's just your type <laughs> But yeah, it's just, I, I you know well, you could you could drag me to that and then like kind of. I know I know Kinsey wants to go. Mm-hmm. We, should, we could try to go with her. Oh, that's right. Oh, I think did she tell you about it? Yeah. I already knew about. Oh, okay, all right. I, I already knew about yeah, it. Yeah, this is this is how it's how ignorant of Harry Potter I am. Even like goings ons in my neighborhood, I'm like, eh, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm I'm subscribed to lots of local Seattle newsletters. <laughs> as you so. should be, as you should be. Yeah. I have an update from our last episode. Okay. So uh, actually, I think it was the night after we recorded it. Um, the night of or the night after, I forget. Uh, I have beaten my, my my shame is 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 been relieved from me because I have finally beaten the Resident Evil remake on GameCube. Yay! Uh, and I have to say that uh, having just played the GameCube version, and I guess I was playing it on my GameCube. 
not not the HD remake. I was playing it on my GameCube, but I was I I have an HDMI up reser thingy for my GameCube. Yeah, but even still, I love that thing. Man, game looking good. Mm-hmm. Still, still looking good. Still really creepy. I would say that like the only thing that doesn't really kind of hold up is sort of like the the uh, the face models and the acting uh, in in the cutscenes, even though they are leagues better than what they were on the PlayStation One original. But like. Yo, all the stuff with Lisa. I, I think I never actually seen Lisa, but I did actually. I I, I gotten to basically. I, I never beaten the snake. I I never gotten out of the mansion, and I think what it was is originally what always kind of pulled me away was like I was so freaked out by the crimson heads, and I was so like, I had it in my head that the crimson heads were like really really hard, and so you know that thing of like. The, the, one of the great things about Resident Evil Remake is that, you know, you kill one of the zombies and the mansion is all different. You're like, oh, this is kind of spooky. And the moment that that one crimson head in front of the uh, the, the, the the night key uh, puzzle room, when that one just like gets up and runs at you. To me, that that is like equivalent to like when Mr. X shows up in the A scenario for Resident Evil Remake 2. Where you're like, wait, what the fuck is going on? Like, wait, the zombies get back up? what um and i think that always just scared the crap out of me because you, you have to uh you know you have to go you have to like try and get the shotgun and blow their heads off or you have to like burn the corpses but i guess actually like i realized that you can burn the corpses and you should do that if you can unless you're speed running which i'm you know was not up to that point of speed running but really like if you have a shotgun uh even if you have uh the grenade launcher the crimson heads aren't that much trouble to deal with but i just i always assumed that they were and just was like oh, i'll play this later <laughs> and then when i kind of forced myself into Too it spooky yeah dude that, that yo yo yeah i'm not i'm not ashamed to say it that re remakes fucking spooky as hell man mm-hmm. it gave hell scary uh it's like it's like a literal haunted mansion like they literally it's it's such a like textbook lightning crashing you know mm, mad th- scientist oh yeah <laughs> um and the, all the stuff with Lisa again like uh, but she for people who haven't played she's like a new villain that's added total yeah to this remake yeah she's one of the things that like um they kind of added to the story to flesh it out a little more with like the Spencer and all it, you know to, to, to give the context that the mansion's been around since the sixties you know and 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 kind of it, it the the remake kind of retcons a lot of stuff with the first game but in a, in, a, in a way that I think is you know very very well woven now into the uh the fabric of yeah. of, of resident evil and wesker i think wesker is immediately recognizable as evil yeah <laughs> as soon as he like his voice starts coming out and he's like maybe you should try it mm-hmm, yeah <laughs> or like yeah. whatever i think we did talk about that last <laughs> yeah time. we probably did we it's probably like did. everybody like he plays it so Hi, evil i'm wesker and nobody's like this guy's acting you're, evil jill you're a fugly slut and no one should trust you I'm counting on you to go over there and investigate that. <laughs> you should just go over there by yourself Hi. and investigate that. Okay, just, just no like problem. evil. Yeah, it's it's com. It was real, very funny. I I would. I mean, I guess we said this last time. I would just kind of walk in at certain points, and whenever Wesker was on the screen, it, I just mm-hmm. would laugh because it was very very but, well done, very campy. Man, the the design of Lisa, um, the few cutscenes that she in she's in where you can like kind of see her model. It, it, it's 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 still a gorgeous looking game, and I I would be interested to play the HD version because uh, I it's like 
can you really make this much look that much better? I mean, I, I don't know. I still think it's it's stunning achievement. And also, there's a few moments where, and that having played so much Resident Evil Four and not really played this one, I actually, I don't know if it's fair to say that like I'm not. It's like hmm, I'm not quite as impressed with Resident Evil Four. Wait, what are we talking about? In the Resident Evil remake for GameCube. Okay, okay. Because we, we have another Resident Evil 4 remake we were going to talk about yeah, yeah. later, so yeah. I'm not sure if we moved on. No, no, I haven't yet. Sorry. Just in terms of Resident Evil 1 remake on GameCube to Resident Evil 4 on GameCube, it looks like they were kind of using the same engine, and I would, suge- I would suggest that it's like probably largely the same team. And uh, I don't remember the development. Yeah, I don't recall. History of all that. Yeah, we, we did videos on that years ago, and I forget. But it would be it would be it would not surprise me if like kind of looking at how Resident Evil Four is mm-hmm. and how genius and, and like you know arguably like fucking perfect yep. and one of the greatest games of all time. How brown it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, kind of looking at if you look at Resident Evil Remake as the foundation mm-hmm. with which that game sprouted from. Yeah, it makes sense. I like there when you are like when you are going to Lisa's um cabin. There's a moment where uh the the trail branches off into a fork and it's honestly the way that the game has the you know snapping camera angles it's really easy to get mixed up and turned around i actually had a hard time like going to and leaving lisa's uh cabin because the way the, the the way the actual cut the camera angle that has the actual fork is angled in a funny way and it's like if you go to the left you're actually on the right side of the cabin or something like that and it just feels like I wonder if Mikami designing that little section was like, man, if I could just put the camera behind you, it'd be so much more easier to navigate. And also there's a moment where you meet Lisa again and she, there's, you're kind of like in this cave in a big round donut hole area and she's chasing you and you got to like kind of stay ahead of her because uh, she has a crazy reach and she just like hits you with her shackles. But her, da- at least for, with, with Jill, taking a hit from her is like half your health. It's ridiculous. She hits really hard. So you want to stay away from her. But also in that area, I thought the the camera angles were like a little difficult to follow. And I was like, I had to look at my map often and be like, wait, I don't want to accidentally go down the the dead end here because I need to keep going around so I can hit the switch to open up the door, that kind of thing. So that area where you find Lisa in the cavern and that area where outside of Lisa's Lisa's cabin with the, the fixed camera angles is kind of hard to navigate. And I can't help but wonder if... those are both probably the... You know, the things that they had the least time to refine because they're all new. Yeah, those are brand new sections. Absolutely. Yeah. And it just feels like, yeah, running around that cave section reminds me of like all the cave sections in Resident Evil 4. And it's like, yeah, just if, you, if the camera's behind me and I have that constant, you know, camera, and I know where my 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 compass is pointing. Right. Uh, easy to navigate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just couldn't help but think that like that those those two had to have been moments where Mikami was like, hmm, if I could just move this camera. <laughs> uh yeah but she's creepy looking she is i like when she just kind of shows up in that second that second time because you just like enter you enter that room and you hear a door close and it's just sort of like oh fuck and it's so great how sort of mundane it is how the first time she shows up it's like a big event it's a big moment it's really scary this time she just like shows up and um just Kool-Aid mans into the... No, not, not even Kool-Aid mans. It's just like, okay. like, it's just you come around the corner. It's like, oh, hey, you, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go this way. You know, um, it's sort of like how when you, uh, in, in the Resident Evil 2 remake, when you see how Mr. X jumps in on the B campaign, 
uh, he just literally just instead of doing his big opening where he you know falls in the sky and moves the air uh, the helicopter out of the way, he just walks around a corner. Hey, I'm here, and he punches you. You know, he's just <laughs> like that's actually it's, it's it's that's really it's really scary. Mm-hmm. It's really effective. Um, I I do want to play it more because in in my my game with Jill, I didn't really kill Lisa. Um, I guess I'll go over spoilers. This game's like twenty years old now, but like. You get to a point where she shows up and then like uh, Barry has betrayed you a couple times. It's a really good moment where like he like hides his gun. He's like, oh, hey, Jill. Uh, sorry, I stabbed you in the back before. But uh, hey, what's going on? Then he pulls his gun out on on Jill and she just immediately judo grabs his arm, twists it around, snaps the gun from him. It's like she points the gun back at Barry. It's like, hey, start fucking talking. It was like, yeah, get him, Jill. Fucking badass. Um but you can, then Lisa shows up and you can give Barry his gun back. And if you don't, then he dies and he's on the ending, blah, blah, blah. But in that scene, I never actually killed Lisa. You can either push her off the edge by just kind of shooting her when she's there, or you just kill her normal style and she just grabs an item and jumps off. And it's like, wait, is there a, a B campaign or do you in Crystal's game? Do you ever actually kill Lisa? So I do want to play it a little more. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah, there's probably some extra content, mm-hmm. things to explore. Yeah, and also the you know the Chris's campaign is vastly different. Um, good, good shit. Yeah, no, it's uh definitely one of those games like why did I wait? Yeah, to play this. Not sure if you heard the news, but like yeah, re re one remake is one of the greatest horror games ever made. Um, and just oh, but playing it on the GameCube original, God, it holds up. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! And I think we've touched on this a little bit in videos, but like our RE1 remake and RE4 were, you know, originally GameCube exclusives. Um, and I, I think that if you were going to make those games originally to be either PS2 or Xbox exclusives, I don't think those games would be as maybe as good as they were because for I'm not huge into, into specs and stuff, but it's the GameCube was kind of like in a lot of ways the best beefiest you know most horsepower of the, of the of that generation right and so you really couldn't make those games on an xbox or a ps2 i've heard that before yeah and I, they did make they did make re4 on the ps2 but yo <laughs> with a lot of the a lot of a lot of a lot of uh, uh scaling back of the graphics and stuff so it to is the possible. point where people get mad at like when we we <laughs> We streamed it one, one time. time and people were like, why? And I'm like, I don't know, because <laughs> you mostly knew here. We dumb around here. Um, yeah, th- 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 those those games are great. And I do think that like, yo, Nintendo deserves a little bit of credit because if, uh, you know, when you pitch those games for the first time and you start making them for the first time, if the GameCube wasn't there, I we you know, history would be different. So it's it's worth kind of remembering that. I think it's one, one aspect of the GameCube. There's a lot of revisionist history with the GameCube. People love the GameCube now, and they should. But let me tell you that they did not in this time. That GameCube came out and flopped big. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you know, Xbox was able to kind of course correct and end that generation on a high note. GameCube really didn't. It should have. It had every right to. But like, oof. Oof. Did, did you, you launch with Mario, with, 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 launching without a Mario game. Luigi's Mansion and Pikmin. And, and Luigi's Mansion and Pikmin are great games. That is not what you launch a system with. <laughs> uh, Smash is good too, sure, no. but like, and also like, no one like that Zelda. Everyone loves Wind Waker now. Y'all forget that like 
Fucking people hated Wind Waker for years. Hated it. No one liked that game. All my, they called it Zelda because it was cell shaded. Right, yeah. And it was like, it was a cartoon. It was a kitty. Yep. Yeah, for, for babies. No. But I think when we have that revisionist conversation about the GameCube, you need to remember that, like, yeah, Resident Evil and horror, like those, RE4 and Remake, those games are what they are because of the GameCube. And though they came to other things, that original pitch, they, they started as GameCube games. And so that, that, that's meaningful. Well. Facts. You did, yes, thank you. Thank you, chat. Facts. Thank you. Um, well, speaking of GameCube graphics and how well they grow up, go up, grow up, age up, age up. Well, start, let's start this over. <laughs> Derek. Yes, Grace. A few weeks ago. Yes. The Resident Evil 4 VR game came out. It did. In fact, it came out right after or right before, right as we were publishing our Resident Evil 4 mobile ports I, video. I think it was right after basically but, we yeah. had like three days where we could say that we had covered every single resident <laughs> evil 4 port in existence like just two whole days yeah. of, of perfection just life completed it. like we were done like our you All know right, let's move on yeah okay resident evil 5 ports. we now. have climbed this mountain and now resident evil 4 vr and now an- another ceiling. Yeah, <laughs> that we must climb. Yes. <laughs> so um, I I asked on our YouTube community tab, like, would people be interested in this? Just as a like, just to get the see yeah. how people felt. Um, I I should have known people were very much feeling it's it. Like eighty percent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I know. It's like in retrospect, like of course. So, <laughs> um, we were able to borrow an Oculus Two from Metal Jesus from Metal Jesus Rocks, which we're very excited mm-hmm. about and grateful for. Yeah, he, he like we we tweeted about it, and he was like, "I got a spare one." And we're like, "Oh, oh all right." And so <laughs> Hello actually, there. this weekend we scooped it up. Um, and yeah, you and so you have been tearing through. Yeah. Resident Evil Four VR. Like, tell me what what is it? What's what's all the hubbub? Yo, so, all right, it's it's good, it's real fucking good. Yo, I mean, like, it's Resident Evil Four, so it's it is it is it is, it is a good Resident Evil Four port. It's really all you need to hear. So and, in the pantheon of Resident Evil Four ports, I um, would say it's probably one of the. I mean, yes. First of yes. all, you got to be like, is what is this? Because it's it's kind of a port. But it's also a remake. Yeah. And it's a remaster in a lot of ways. Like, I feel yeah. like it kind of covered. <laughs> like, it, those lines are usually pretty shaky when we're talking about, you know, for our channel, when we talk yeah, about yeah. things that those lines Ports, are often. remake, bl- remastered. There's a blurry yeah. line. There's definitely yeah. like a Venn diagram where some things are And exploring that line is them. not something we're really interested <laughs> in doing, to be honest. I really. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's something we always think about and but i'm like eh, it's it's another game that's also titled this and plays and eh, close enough i feel you know? like but this is like one time where this is a title that is smack dag in the center of the venn diagram for all of these things yeah because almost equally it is an incredibly highly polished gamecube game but like you know those gamecube like those models and those rooms and those houses and all those assets were not meant to be looked up this closely we're not meant to be this big and so, yeah, it's an extremely polished GameCube game, but like it's a, also a very good looking GameCube game. And just like the. Well, they, I don't, j- you, would you say it's only like GameCube game level? Cause I, 
I from reading about it, it looks like they remade like every single asset. They did, but like I mean, it's they didn't like change the the villagers look like villagers. Oh, like, like the, they, the they design is the yeah, same. Yeah, they didn't give yeah. them like more facial features. They don't have like their their clothing is it's like yeah, the same four or five, you know, character models yeah, over and yeah. over again. Um and uh yeah, there's more detail, but it's like this is still a like a highly polished Genki game. They didn't like it is not a from start to finish complete like I'm sure that they did a ton of work, mm-hmm. but they did but they did their best to take what visually was a GameCube game and put it right in your face. Which that's enough. I spent a lot of the time, honestly, like I was killing dudes, combat's great. But I'll be honest, I played this game so much, it was really fun to literally look through gaps and stuff. Stick your head out of windows and look around. Uh, to go into like the watchtower in the uh, village and really look around and see shit. Like there are certain places where like you can snipe dudes really far away. Um, there's a house in the uh, village level. So bigger draw that... distance than Zebo confirmed. <laughs> yes. Yes. <Okay. laughs> um, there's a house in the village level that is uh, normally like inex- inaccessible. Uh, that becomes like a t- like a very small little shack, but it's two tiered shack. Uh, in the mercenaries level, in the mercenaries mode, um, in the single player mission, though, uh, you know, it, there's it, it's got it's like the boarded up, and there's like you know wood in front of the door, so you can't open it. In VR, man, you can get right up in there and kind of look through a window and see that inside of the house, it's just literally black, and that second story is not rendered in this version. Because why would it be? But just fun stuff like that. Um, you know, when you're on top of the uh I, I never i need to i don't know when you're on top of one of the houses in the village like after you get the shotgun and you break the window and you you there you can walk out onto the roof of the other uh of the you know the the house next to it and there's like items on the chimneys it's like two chimneys on top of that on that uh house which i don't know if i ever noticed there were two chimneys and there's like an item there's like ammo on one of the chimneys and i was like i never noticed these chimneys and there's an item here and i was like i'm going to look down nothing to see down the chimney but i was i did stop and go what's down the chimney and i looked i bent my head craned my head down and looked into the chimney um oftentimes i was just inside a shack or a cave and i would just stop and look up um it's i I had a weird experience when because i i played a little bit of it and um the the part where you free the dog at the beginning of the game was so different because before it's just you know like a button Mm -hmm. and you wouldn't think this would feel that different but now you have to like actually bend down and like pull open the bear trap yourself and i will admit i immediately got caught in that bear trap (laughs) afterwards but it felt so weird because i was like i immediately tried to pet the dog (laughs) actually it's like you can pet the dog your hand will like go through it yeah you there's no collision or anything exactly yeah (laughs) um Oh yeah, and also so, fi- which is too bad. I mean, but also that why would that dog want you to pet it after what yeah, just yeah. happened? So no, I, I think actually I've always liked that scene because like if you did see a wild wolf, you know, and, you, and it was in a bear trap and you freed it, it would run the fuck away. It wouldn't stop and be like lick your face and thank you. Get the hell away from you. Yeah. Uh, and so I've kind of always liked that scene because it is realistic. Because yeah, you know, a wild animal would not be just that's not how that's not how the wild kingdom works, you know. No, no, no. Um, in fact, probably in real life, that dog. I mean, there's a significant chance it would probably attack you just because it's so out of its mind and fear. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, but you should probably still help the dog. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. 
Is there an option not? There is an option not to help the dog. You, you just you, you don't have to help that dog. Which is weird. Like I, why? I, I suppose. You, <laughs> I, I made this joke before. Like I think you can shoot the dog or leave it, but I I don't know. I've never done that because why wouldn't you help that dog? <laughs> why wouldn't you? It's like the sun rises and it sets, and I will always help the dog. I just cannot yeah. envision a time I would not do that. Even <laughs> I mean, even for experimentation, like no. It also makes the the fight later easier. You know? <laughs> like it's just win win. Win, 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 win. It's like all wins everywhere. <laughs> all I do is win. Yeah, exactly. Why D- I like, I, the dog. DJ Cal would be so upset at me if I did not help that dog. But I don't know. I think that this VR port, maybe I'm still like trapped kind of in the novelty of it because this is also the first, I mean, one of the first VR games I've ever played without getting sick immediately. Yeah. So, Oof, but you can, uh, once you get into the boat, uh-huh. you can totally go full immersion Oh no! and just like ride around that boat, like sit still. And, and I, I, I did it and it, I, I, maybe I'm just one of the lucky few, but I felt my stomach kind of not a little bit, but then I kind of got used to it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you want to go full walking, uh, I actually played the game sitting when you turn, you do it in like chunks, like 15, 25, like 15, 30 or 45 or 90 degree uh, turns. But if you want, you can actually play the game sitting and then rotate in your chair <laughs> and play it basically full motion. And there's so it, many options for playing this game. Oh, it's yeah. Insane. It's well, and I think it's I would like to polished. think that for most VR games, you kind of need to like the accessory, like, like having accessibility is like. Not only like, you need to have accessibility in this because if not, then like people will be physically unable to play your game, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but then again, I, on that point, I don't know because I haven't played a whole lot of VR stuff, and I think a lot of people though are going to be similar to me and be like, Resident Evil Four VR, f- I might have to get that. Sh- Whoa, man. Yeah, that's a killer app for me. But I, I will say that like so. This is one of the few versions of the game that actually has an easy mode, and I will say I, I chose easy mode just because to get used to how the combat is and like it took me a long time to figure out how the shotgun works like you have to pump it you, know, you have to, to pump the stock forward and back to actually and every, every single time you shoot your shotgun you have to go clack clack and i didn't realize that so i was like shooting and then i went clack but i, I didn't click it forward and so i was just like all right i'm in the village and everyone's like bearing down on me and i'm like click click click, click. I, I know i have ammo it's not shooting ah um Almost got my head chopped off. And also, you know, shooting the rifle. every si- After every single shot, you have to get out of the lens, turn it sideways, and then pop the thing to actually, you know, load the cartridge. So there's that stuff it takes some time to get used to. But once I did, oh my God, really, they say you have, like, you ha- they're two-handed weapons, the rifle and the shotgun. They call them two-handed weapons. And you can only equip them uh, over over your shoulder. Your, your, your pistol's always on your right hip, and then your two-handed weapons are always over your shoulder. You The two-handed weapons, because you need your second hand to load them, you don't need the second hand to shoot, to, to shoot them. So you can actually hold your shotgun with your right hand, and with your left hand, grab your pistol, and just dual-wield. Just like Rambo through Absol- the whole level. Yeah, you hold a shotgun with one arm, and your elbow, like, you know, all the way cocked, and it's like... But like, <laughs> I've not fired firearms, and I'm pretty sure a shotgun kicks more than you, one hand to firearm. You better be a bodybuilder. You know, it's, it's not how that works at all. Um, but so with with that said, one thing that you could say about the Wii version of Resident Evil is that with the Wiimote aiming, it kind of removes the difficulty, a lot of the difficulty from the game. 
and arguably makes it like too easy. This you can dual wield and aim and walk at the same time. Uh, and again, I'm playing on easy, which I needed to, I needed to do that for the first like one and a half chapters or so. Sure. Um, and now that like, I'm, uh, I just beat the, uh, I just got, I just got Ashley and, uh, you know, the game is like bonkers, easy, stupid, very super, super easy. But also like, I don't know, Resident Evil 4's combat is so satisfying and the guns are so good and the sound effects are great that like Resident Evil 4 being too easy is honestly not a a negative to me <laughs> uh i almost have i've said before i kind of enjoy resident evil 4 when it's uh easy just because it's so much fun to kind of mess around because there's so much you there's so much dynamic stuff that can happen in the combat and it's a little fun playground like you can take away the challenge and i'm still having so much fun it kind of underscores how much of a shame it is that there isn't a mercenary mercenaries mode with this game not that you would have unlocked it yet anyway no, no. but now that i so I, I i that was one of the huge um uh kind of negatives i was reading about is that yeah there's no project there's no uh, assignment ada and there's no mercenaries um and i wonder how many of the extra weapons like chicago typewriter and stuff is there it's at first i was like it's mind-boggling to me that there is a a version of resident evil 4 that does not have a mercenaries mode even the fucking zebo's got a mercenaries mode right <laughs> yeah but then when you really see like how much work went into this and it, how it, much they kind of re they had to redo like everything dude, they, and, and, and and think of including how fucking, like tuning the combat how stupidly big this game yeah. is and how long it is yeah um oh and it, it is a, it is a game like yeah i was talking about the the you know the the shack to the left when you enter the village yeah it's dark and you can't get into exactly yet yeah, yeah um uh oni uh, to your point yeah like stuff like that that shack in the village you can't get into but that you can like peek your head into and look into um, there is so much here and I have enjoyed the combat just as much as I have enjoyed just just craning my neck and looking at stuff. Mm -hmm. It's all here. Um, when you go to save, you actually uh, you can type. You, you use your you use your hands, your little Leon fingerless gloved hands <laughs> to literally type onto the uh, uh, <laughs> onto the typewriter. And for some reason, every single typewriter has a bell. Like a you know a service bell at a restaurant or a like uh, a ding 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 bell and you can just like yeah just put, just just ding ding the bell all you want and I think it's like while you are saving that's your cancel button but otherwise you can just walk up to any you just walk up to any safe point and start going ding 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 for like no fucking reason there's so much here yeah and so hopefully they'll patch that in I don't think they will or I mean they haven't commented on that explicitly which makes me feel like it's not coming you know because why wouldn't you just say just say yeah. it if it was on the one hand that is sh shocking that is like blasphemous mm -hmm. but on the other it's a th this is a product that is truly just a game to just just to play to enjoy like you, there's replay value and just like you know just looking at stuff so basically there is just so much extra content just in the way they made the game kind of and how they they're re yeah. redoing and reimagining certain things i mean and it's like i don't maybe i'm a, I'm a i don't i would like to think i'm not a weird edge case here yeah i love resident evil 4 i played so much resident evil 4 but this kind of felt like playing resident evil 4 for the first time again um awesome. so like it's, speaking as someone who's played 
so much Resident Evil 4. Yeah, especially the first the so, first chapters. So much oh Resident my, Evil 4. I've definitely beaten this game, you know, <laughs> dozens and dozens of times, but I probably played through, you know... It's like not even counting the GameCube version. So much Resident Evil yeah, 4. I, I have gotten to the bingo line probably 200 maybe more times. <laughs> you know, and you know what else is I found really interesting? Before we got our hands on the port or on the the vr game we were kind of theorizing like oh maybe it's based on the pc version or blah blah because we knew it had an easy mode and whatever but i've been kind of reading some development interviews and apparently no it's not it's just it's completely based on the gamecube version and they just used that original code and then just like kind of tweaked stuff with their own code when they needed to when they needed to change the way the game is played just to make it fit in vr Oh, really wait a minute. But this is Armature Studios. Yes. They made Metroid Prime. And ReCore. But more importantly, Metroid Prime yes. was a... like we, People talk about the GameCube. Yo, Metroid Prime was... like That game was extremely well-reviewed, and it should have been, because Metroid Prime was one of the best-looking and best-playing, finely-tuned video games ever made, period. Mm-hmm. And I still think in terms of games that push consoles to their limits... Metroid Prime is like up there as like yeah. absolutely a fucking masterpiece. Well, and just but a quick, quick correction, no, quick oh, correction, because Metroid well, Prime is made by Retro, and then some yes. of the people from Metro made Armature, so it's yeah. Not so some people left Retro to form Armature, line. but I yeah. When you made that point about, and maybe I'm just like connecting dots that aren't there. Okay. But when you say, oh, this is based off of the GameCube version, I was like, oh, I bet there's some people on that staff who still know the GameCube extraordinarily oh, well really interesting and maybe maybe because I, I, my understanding is that 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 uh that metroid prime was one of those games where oh maybe i'm thinking of something different maybe i'm wrong okay i might be totally wrong but yeah. I, my, I feel like retro studios like came to nintendo and said hey we had this idea for a first person metroid and they were like whatever and they saw it and they were like whoa what do you need and when do you need it? Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a Star Fox situation. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, uh, they came to them with X on the Game Boy. And then Miyamoto's like, well, if we'd made something else. And like, yeah, they made Star Fox together because it was like, when you, can, when you can show up on Nintendo's doorstep and they go, wow. <laughs> Armature itself has a lot of really weird game, like just a really crazy game resume. It just The first person shooter Mega Man game. They were they oh. they they made Recore. They made Recore with right, uh, Recore. with uh, Keiji Inafune, but oh. also they were responsible for like the dark gritty first person Mega Man game that uh, leaked several years ago. But like, but didn't actually get me. No, it didn't. It, it <laughs> looked like it just kind of honestly looking at that game again and seeing how how the Doom remake handled like the platforming with the grappling and and all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh. I feel like I don't know if I, I, I really it looked like that from the, the little bit of footage that came out from that Mega Man first person shooter. It looked an awful lot like what Doom became or a piece of what Doom became. I don't know if there's any kind of connection there. If somebody I don't know. It just uh, I, I recall we made that video and we used uh, some some footage of that. And I was like, this looks an awful lot like Doom <laughs> because uh, man, Doom 16. I don't know if that was the first game, but it was one of the first. FPS is where I really felt like when you jumped towards a ledge and you grappled up and pulled yourself up like that moment in Doom 16 like felt so good yeah. made the platforming so fun and I remember seeing like early and I felt like wow this is the first person the first FPS to do this 
And then seeing that Mega Man uh, leak demo, I was like, oh my god, there, there, there was. Because not even Metroid Prime had that. Metro Prime could have used it, but I mean, Metro Prime did a lot already. Yeah, did, it, it did. had, it did enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I, th- I still think that game holds up, even though like nowadays you can kind of see, uh, you see it's, it's kind of messy. Yeah, but like again, it's pl- the same same thing. I think you could say for Resident Evil Four mm-hmm. as well that it, it's like, oh yeah, this is a pretty good one. But there's some in the years since people have made yeah. that sort of game again but like just tightened it exactly yeah. I, I still feel that i think you could still sit your you know your zoomer Fortnite playing uh nephew or something like that and be like all right here's metroid prime and just understand that for the time this was absolutely amazing and they'd be and i, I would like to think that they'd be like yeah i see it maybe they're not like super into it blown away but they could, like i feel like you could sit them down and they could teach them like this was the state of the art and also, do you know that gold games are still good? There's less of a jump there from, you know, like a Fortnite or something to that than there is from like, Here's, you know, any yeah. game to like a tank control Resident Evil yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it's it's not that big of a leap in that way. I would like to think, but, you know, I'm, my age is here. To me, it's like, it's obviously that anybody with two, with two eyes, anybody with a brain would look at Mitre Prime and go, holy shit. Wow, but man, I don't know. You I don't should know, try to invite your nephew over and get him yeah. playing some VR. I do have um, Metroid Prime Trilogy on Wii, and I will say that the motion controls on Metroid Prime Trilogy make it a better game. I think, <laughs> I think that Metroid Prime Original did very well with the lock-on stuff. Um, I think that yeah, they 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 managed to make that work. However, man, the free look. The the real real making it a real first person shooter like that uh, with the Wii, Wii controls is is ah oh, chef's kiss Mwah. yeah I also personally I find it kind of hard jumping into GameCube the GameCube controller in general I don't like it very much not as much as I don't like the N sixty four controller but which I don't I I. I, I feel like I have to kind of have learned the context of the time and then I can go back and I, appreciate the GameCube, like those controllers. But I, I don't get what's upsetting about if the you just start given that controller. It's like, why? Why is this like this? It's so different from everything else sure. I had ever touched before. But it's like your left so. hand goes either in the middle or the side. Dude, you come on. Come on. No, I, 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 I'm sorry if I'm being an old man get off my lawn right now. But like. There, there's people like to dunk on the N64 controller and they, they that, that's fine. But to act like it's the worst and it's absolutely unusable. That's not what I, no one said that. Okay. It's just like going back into Maybe it. Maybe I'm projecting on you, but I do, I a, do see a, really, a lot of people dunking on it. And I, I just, it's I'm, such a high level. I mean, like, think about it. We, we live in an era where like the highest example of design, I guess I would. I, okay. This is people are going to be mad at me as soon as I say this. Mm-hmm. But like, just think about using a MacBook Pro versus using like a one <laughs> those like commodore 64 games where you had to type in the commands yourself mm-hmm. or whatever like you know it's just it's like yeah they're f- both of those are functional but i think the best kind of design is the design where you don't even have to think about it you just do it and the n64 is definitely not intuitive in that way he- here's the thing about the n64 controller i cannot believe we're arguing about this it was the last of a dying breed <laughs> because ever since the dualshock 2 came out or maybe not maybe maybe like ever since like the DualShock 3 and the Xbox 360 controller you know uh the design of a controller hasn't shifted much at all they've all been 
you know, I almost feel like it's the, the PlayStation Two controller with the analog. Mm-hmm. I guess I would say that. That but, would almost be well but, because we did have a moment where the PlayStation Three was going to have the weird boomerang. Well, no, and also the <laughs> almost, ex- almost the Xbox original had like oh, it didn't yeah. have the bumpers; it had the white and uh, black buttons, mm-hmm. which were like below all the other face buttons and. So the original Xbox controller is kind of weird. Only has two shoulder buttons and it has like six face buttons, but like they're all it's like vertical instead of a normal. It's not like an arcade style like yeah. Uh, it's it's three columns. No, it's, the, weird. it's, it's it looks two columns instead like of three the, columns. Rather, it looks a lot like that weird Saturn controller that was supposed to be like a big circle. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. The, oh, the, was, the semi Dreamcast. Oh, was I think that was a, a Dreamcast. Yeah, they were starting to work on Dreamcast controller. It's weird. It's whenever I try to think about this, my brain gets broken by weird auxiliary controllers that like we know about or we we would talk about. I'm like, is 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 the issue with the N64 controller is you see the three prongs, you know, like how am I? I don't have three hands. What do I do? This is yeah. This isn't flipping uh, Total Recall. (laughs) Like I'm I'm not gonna play it with my three boobs. You know what I mean? Like I don't. That's exactly what it is, is it's not intuitive. And I'm. it's just like, what is happening? And even beyond the three prongs, I find the whole C-stick system yes. very okay. confusing. That, if, the thing, if, if you want to dunk on the N64 controller, it's that the analog stick is way too high and that like it's actually uh, it's not very comfortable to use the analog stick compared to like they have made analog sticks so yeah. much fucking better. And that N64 analog stick does leave a lot to be desired. I will grant you that. And the C buttons... That that there's that that's supposed to be essentially the an, another analog stick that sucks. Yeah, I feel like that's not what I hear. I also don't. They like go oh the... three prongs. Well, because LOL. all you have to do is look at it to know that it's wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that it doesn't make sense because it's like you don't even have to give it to somebody to hold. You just show them a picture and they're like, "Why is this made for aliens?" <laughs> no. Mario 64, they had to anthropomorphize the no, camera. I know, but most because people... Miyamoto was like, are people going to understand that you have to move the camera on your own? Are they going to get that? It's like Walt Disney's like, here's a cartoon, but it's Snow White. It's a feature line cartoon. Are people going to watch Toy Story? It's still a movie, but it's all computer animated. Are they going to be able to figure it out? It's like the, genuinely those questions people had to ask. I know. I know. You know that. We mm-hmm. know that. Probably everyone listening to this podcast knows that. I feel like you're you're fighting me, Grace. I am fighting you because I think you're wrong. <laughs> no, but we we that's why I feel like it's I I will defend anyone saying that it's a poorly designed. Controller. If it was a poorly designed controller, then if if playing N sixty four games was was very difficult, I would say you have a point. But it's, it is functional for Mario sixty four. You can enjoy Banjo Kazooie and Perfect yeah. Dark with it. And but I, I I just think that it's a barrier towards you know, hashtag zoomers going back to these older games. I'm saying, don't be, I, I think that those scared. controllers are a barrier. I think, I think they're memeing. I think that they just want them to doing jokes and that's all fine. <laughs> yep. But like, no here in, okay. When you're done joking and you want back in my want, day, you want to we sta- had to drag our C sticks up a hill. Yeah. <laughs> we had, we yeah. had, we could barely hold the Z button and use the D pad at the same I say, time. I say, when you are ready, Zoomers, <laughs> you get on my lawn and I will let you play N64 games so you can see that it's not so bad. All right. Leave the trident alone. Oh All my right. God. This, oh this my is, again, like friendly, friendly Uncle Derek being like, I will, I will learn you kids some history. <laughs> All right. You need, don't be scared. Okay. I, I, I honestly, I would say that going back, I think that the Xbox original controller is more cumbersome. Because of the black sure. and white, and, with black and white buttons are just kind of weirdly placed, and because it, it's very big. 
perhaps yeah, you know what are you talking about the duke in well, particular I mean, no, the, actually i don't even have a duke i have the smaller kind i actually yeah. been wanting to i haven't if i really wanted to get a duke i would just go on ebay and get one so i'm kind of waiting for one to kind of you know get in my net so to speak just kind of kind of show up i haven't been have been searching for a duke that hard however i have really wanted to get my hands on an old duke and I don't know, like make a video about it and just like measure it and be just like, <laughs> like a giant, just stupid, huge controller is. I think it would be funny to like mod a Duke controller so it's a giant belt buckle. Oh, yeah. No, make it. A no, 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 no. Like a wrestling belt. Make it a chain, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, dip it in gold. Oh, big ass chain. That your your neck, that neck pain, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you think that like the average heavy metal head has a stronger neck or that flavor flav has a stronger neck oh no flavor flav has a big clock he does not windmill for a living no <laughs> but you got you got to carry that that your clock your, around everywhere your average metal singer doesn't have a neck <laughs> they're, 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 if, if they, if they're they, just a little thumb exactly <laughs> on a body. yeah they're their shoulders <laughs> just like they have shoulders and then suddenly the chin <laughs> <laughs> if you if you if you headbang for a living, that's what will happen to you. Speaking of uh, neck and back pain, start to circle back to Resident Evil Four VR. Um, there was a headline that I noticed back when Resident Evil Four VR came out that claimed it was. This is based on a Reddit post, but mm. it claimed that uh, Resident Evil Four was not designed with all body types in mind. In particular, um, oh, the VR version. That the is. VR version, yeah, because <laughs> this one woman on uh reddit was having trouble whenever she had to reload i guess her shotgun no, based it, on the it, way you've described it no the, the shotguns and stuff are down by your hip the ammo uh -huh. is down by your hip however your knife and your uh grenades are uh on your breasts oh uh, uh, yeah so she was having a problem where she tried to grab her grenades and she was just constantly punching herself in the boob because yeah. Yeah. of where the game thinks the grenade should leon's be. in great shape leon's <laughs> in, he's, he's very very trim and good for him he's, yeah you gotta be to be able to protect the president's daughter but uh he, he does not have you gotta to be to run away from those boulders he doesn't have to worry about cup sizes know what i'm saying yeah yeah and so <laughs> as someone who is pretty well endowed i'm just a big lady and i'm big everywhere i am once once derek's done with playing it yeah, yeah. i kind of get a chance to get it in i promise this is my promise to the people yeah. that i will figure out if there is a boob problem yeah. in resident evil 4 vr i will do the research for like, you if you got a push-up bra take that shit off <laughs> let them hang loud and proud. <laughs> luckily my you know I'm 30. My bo my boobs are hanging kind of low. You know, my chain hang low right now. Oh, go on. Oh, you know, it's natural. You're 30. <laughs> I'm 30. I am 30. It's true. Mm. But <laughs> it's, yeah, it is I, it's something I want to figure out. Uh, when I played before, I just kind of jumped into the game and didn't play the tutorial. So yeah. I didn't get to the point. Yeah, Metal Jesus has kind of shown us the ropes and you jumped in. And it's, it's yeah. I, I will say that like, yeah, you're, you're. I didn't get far enough to like even shoot anyone i don't think i, I was just kind of walking around yeah <laughs> but uh yeah i guess um yeah, yeah, I, I will I, figure it out for you but i'm uh, working on that work that that's working on working on a video for that and uh that'll be fun it's a that, little that, then then we can say again that we have covered every single resident evil yeah uh game on on the channel but when i say that out loud there's a part of me that wants to go back and redo the demo disc Mm -hmm. video that i made all those years ago yeah um 
only because like the quality of it's kind of lame and i feel like i could probably do a better job of it now it was back when i used to swear a lot which i guess if you listen to this podcast you know that i do kind of swear a lot but it is kind of weird to hear me swear you in know, videos when i could probably like, I, I don't I mind dropping that. it i i think you could probably get you know yeah, get, yeah, away yeah. With, get away with the occasional remaster yeah I, I, I like yeah that and also the doom uh playstation one game quickie <laughs> all those years ago yeah i'm not big on review like Derek remaking old videos me a like doom another doom ports video but it's basically just Derek like and then i'll get to remake the playstation one doom video because at this point in terms of doom ports <laughs> like it's basically i have to, i want to remake that doom one uh i kind of remade the doom 64 video uh, when Doom 64 got re fucking released everywhere, man. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, so like, but th- yeah, we've d- again we've done so many Resident Evil 4 ports. Well, this VR one now is like kind of the last one. Uh, for we, now, until for the n- unannounced <sighs> remake comes yeah, out. Yeah, so whatever that's gonna happen. But for now, though, we have that Resident Evil 4, and we still have the two Switch ports of you know Doom 16 and Doom Eternal. Um, and then yeah, like remake the doom playstation one port video and that's like that's all of them that, that and i just want to be able to say that i did it you know that i've mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've come through all of the major console ports of course if we're talking about all the weird places doom has been shoved into you know then you know that, that's a whole different story that there is a part of me that that the the way that i like to do the channel is i, I fan stuff is awesome but there's a part of me that likes the idea of like it's a feature or a or a glitch of capitalism that some publisher was like, I want this on the Game Boy Advance. And then like they did it and they put a barcode on it and they charge you <laughs> money for it. So, and, and it's or like, the 3DO. Yeah, something like that is is just a little more interesting. The the capitalism angle is just interesting to me. And yeah. so that is why we cover also we're the topics not that we smart do. enough. We're not as smart as the people who are able to port things to different yeah, yeah. systems. That that's the other <laughs> mm-hmm. slightly less publicized reason. And also, yeah, if, if we do it this way, then there is a end to the tunnel. <laughs> right? <laughs> like we can conceivably be done with Doom uh in, in some capacity. And that's also kind of exciting. Yeah. <laughs> to be sure. like, we have covered a topic, it is done. <laughs> yeah. Pin on it. Yes. Let's go. Yeah, we well, all can't be modern vintage gamer. And that's exactly modern vintage gamer and the like. If you want that type of uh, deeper knowledge, because I'm too dumb to know the technical stuff. I really just don't. Yeah. I really just play it and calls it like I see it and tell you why it's fun and interesting. That's that's my role. Staying in my lane. Mm-hmm. Those dudes are smarter. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's also not really my wheelhouse. Oh, absolutely. Well, I got a couple of questions for us. Um Holy shit, did we just spend the entire podcast talking about Resident Evil 4 and Resident Evil? Well, Resident and, Evil. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Things got a little heated for a second there, but yeah, that was a lot of Resident Evil I didn't chat. even, oh man, how did that even happen? <laughs> Nothing better to talk about, thank you. <laughs> thank you, chat. Uh, have you been able, so this is from Dalton, have you been able to play the new Forza Horizon 5 with Game Pass? Yeah. And also, does it fill the void that was created Uh by burnout paradise because there's no more yeah so first off yeah forza horizon 5 um absolutely playing Playing it it on an xbox one series xbox one series yeah series s like which is so you know like the dinkiest shittiest xbox one that's out i think right now and uh yo that game i think the load times are a bit 
long. And when you do the rewind function, sometimes I see uh, some some texture pop in. Other than that, yo, it's awesome. I love the the, the Horizon games are just like, they're just fun. They're just fun. It's just like the, the music and the vibe and people chatting with you, calling you on your cell phone and the GPS and all the music and the colors. It's just like a constant like party. They somehow made this open world game where, you know, it always takes place at the Horizon Festival. The main hub of the world is in the center of the, of the map and it's always like fireworks and there's a, always a, a festival happening. But when you're miles and miles away from that, they still have this like party atmosphere. The game just is like a celebration of like fun. Uh, and yeah, they nailed it again. Like it's, it's, it's on the one hand, it's like, yeah, they made another one. But yo, they made another one. However, to your point about um, Burnout Paradise, Burnout Paradise 1 is a fucking amazing game. I've always held that that game needed a sequel, that it was an amazing proof of concept. I think it's always had problems. I think I've, I've never played Burnout Paradise for longer than like I don't know, 10 or so hours. I just kind of, it, it just gets a little, there's just not quite as much to it to me. Mm-hmm. And Horizon almost fills that void. Um, the driving and burnout has near as, as far as I know, no one has captured that driving feeling, that sense of speed, that sense of ridiculous breakneck danger. Um, somewhere between Burnout Paradise and all of these Forza Horizon games is the Burnout Paradise 2 that the world never got and also your perfect racing game yeah which is very much specifically not like a sim racer like more yeah. of a and that's why i couldn't get into the uh need for speed game that uh criterion made i mm-hmm. think it was most wanted but basically like at, at some point criterion the company that made uh burnout the burnout games um they just were not able to make any more burnout games but they were given the need for speed license and i think it was most wanted but that was the one where people were like, okay, this is it. The burnout people are making a need for speed and this is the best we're going to get. And apparently there's a lot of fun stuff in that game. I just, I've never liked the way the need for speed games just feel so slow. Yeah. And every, every car, at least the ones that give you at the start, I suppose, just feel like a boat. Everything just moves so slow. It's just, I couldn't, I could never get into it. Yeah. Um, and I really feel like Forza Horizons always split the difference. I think if you really are a gearhead and you want to grind, you know, for your licenses and Gran Turismo, <laughs> that type of I think that type of stuff is in Horizon if you want it. But I don't care about any of that. And so there's there's something for me. Um, it's great. That game's yeah. great, man. Even even in, I'm sure it looks even better on a Series X mm-hmm. uh, on on your 8K TV. Just. Me watching it, I wasn't a huge fan of like the desert aesthetic. I don't know if you were just in a desert area. Yeah, but no, it, I, I was that part seems like kind of not fun to look at <laughs> to me. They, but. They've always done good at picking, you know, areas like you know the, the map. The map is gigantic. I actually haven't been doing a whole lot of races. I've just been like driving around, mm-hmm. uh, and as you drive over the map you like discover the roads and stuff like it's the best collectible of all time where like there's a map and you and you are get you get points for just driving around and discovering and driving over all of it and there's discount signs and there's bonus signs and so honestly like 
put on a podcast or to put on one of the five radio stations and just drive around. The race is good too, but I just actually, I spent about like four or five hours just driving around discovering shit. Mm-hmm. The amount of variety in this rendering of Mexico is nuts. Um, and so it's not just a desert. All no, the it's in the map. Oh, okay. is, like, I, I would just have you kind of look at the map and you go like, it's, it's, you really don't get a sense to how big the map is until you really start driving around and thinking about, I need to cover all, all this road and kind of how that's going to be really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's like a little, there's like a, a, a kind of jungly areas. There's beautiful, like, you know, colorful building town areas. There's uh big mountains. I think that the, 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 the like dust storm, I think it's a dust storm mechanic where like just uh, like randomly in certain areas, like a dust storm will show up and it's kind of change everything brown, but you can't see in front of you. Um, they had a, a season dynamic in the, in the last Forza game. Oh yeah. Where like certain races just took, or, or was a certain race just took place at certain times or like just as you progress through the game, it's like you're in winter now. Mm-hmm. You're still in England, but like, ah, it's fall now. Um, so no, they they've always made gigantic maps that have lots of variety. Yeah. So I think yeah, you maybe just maybe I started off in the desert because it's like a lot of it's mainly flat. Um, it's kind of maybe the first area they kind of kick you into, but like nah, man, it's uh, it's so much variety. It's huge. It's great. Okay. Well, so then really quickly, uh, we got a kind of a question from Will, which was just how does it feel to absolutely kill the Xbox One video? Thank you for <sighs> thinking we killed it. Um. We're pretty happy to have it out, and um, definitely in the comments section, we're seeing uh, places that we where we could have improved it, or other areas that we could talk about. And it's yeah, like still, I'm, I, I'm open to I, doing I, that. The, the comments section, yeah, we've seen a handful of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, even somebody on our Patreon was a. Uh, um, yeah, I've been was, wanting to get back to them because that it's a really it, good it, point. That is a very good point, and it is. They, they um, just to summarize, they they had a point that was just like, hey wish you had focused more on the actual like console specs or ironically uh the games which is something that derek and i talked about like last like a few you know during while we were making the script is like hey how ironic is it that we're making a script where we're like it should be about the games and we're not even talking about the games and ultimately it just became like but at that point in that i i guess like my experience of that generation was that in that time was that it wasn't about the games or the specs at all like it was purely like lending games and you know yeah. like the so that's why we decided this, to focus this. the script like that but i think in our past mortems that's kind of a weakness that we have where we don't focus on the games themselves so much just a, as a trend in that series yeah so, and, that, and that's kind that of out. a reflection of me being the main writer on them mm-hmm. because I tend to not find that part as interesting, but you know, which we're a video game channel. So yeah. but <laughs> it's a I, weakness. I have. I do think actually someone pointed out that like, you know, Xbox had Xbox one actually launched with like killer instinct and that would get Titanfall yeah. exclusive and uh, dead rising three and a couple others. Xbox one actually did have a pretty solid launch lineup. Um, yeah, I, and I better I, I, than the PlayStation, honestly. Yeah, and I and I kind of just said, yeah, despite neither game having pretty good launch titles, and I think well, but the reason we said that too is because, in my opinion, the best game you could talk about was Titanfall, and technically that also was out on 360. And technically, it came so out it a month or so technically later. Technically, was not 
quite a launch title. It's in that fuzzy area. Yeah. So that's why we didn't, if we had included Titanfall, I would be able to say, like, no, full stop, it was yeah. better. But And, and to be fair, know. like, I, I think when I asked that question, like, oh, we're not talking about the games at all. The script was like 13, 15 pages. Yeah. And it was suddenly like... We actually did go back and add more games mm-hmm. stuff in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's true. It's a big fault. It, it, it was a video that, that, that like script. we consistently, at, as we were writing it, we kept adding more stuff. As we were like, yeah. as I was recording and we were shooting, we were adding more stuff. Even after we, you know, Sober, Sober Dwarf gave us a cut we were able to watch it. This is absolutely no um, uh, uh, insult to them, but like we watched the cut and went, "Oh shit, it's not. Oh, it's it's the pacing." Oh yeah, we had to do a pretty major rewrite. We actually, not, yeah, I, we had. Yeah, I'm we, gonna say pretty we, major. Yeah, we did actually had to shoot like two or three new live sections. Yeah. Um, and oh yeah, we really had to. It was one so of there, those. It just, it just yeah. It it should have been in there, but it wasn't really in there. Mm-hmm. And also, the script kind of ends before the Xbox One even came out yeah. in a lot of ways. So it wasn't. I think you can make an argument that it wasn't a part of the scope of this video. But if we were gonna make a video that was like much longer, I think it could have been in there. Regardless, I still kind of want to make a general like launch, like like just I know a lot of people make these videos, but just a video about launch games and it actually i pitched it to you as a new series that was just like we should go over like comparing the different games because even what you said about the xbox one having a great library because of like killer instinct i would killer instinct is actually one of those ones that i I don't it had a lot of problems yeah and it it is not the game today that it was then and i I think that's also yes i mean it was it's good now but it's not well also when it it launched it was season one i think it was only six characters it may have only been Django. people the way that they did their subscription stuff Mm -hmm. and or their dlc stuff was just like and then once you know iron galaxy took over they continued to change the roster and balance the game and so i don't know yeah what was that that game at launch it's sort of like there was a certain point when starcraft and I was in college and I was like, man, people are still playing StarCraft. And this game's like six years old. Wow, so old. But this idea that like, wow, StarCraft in 2005 was like, this is like, like one of the best games ever made. It's so perfect. But the idea that like, yeah, because Blizzard for those six, seven years kept updating it and tweaking it and re like nerfing this and buffing that. They patched the shit out of that game and eventually post-launch made it into the masterpiece it is now. Mm-hmm. So when you look at it, yeah, you, you you look at Killer Instinct now, and you should because it's a great game. I, I'm not really prepared to tell you how good it was when it first launched. Yeah. But that would be something we look deeper into. At, at the end of the day, it boils down to the video that you're seeing. We worked on that video. Even like that video went live on... Uh, uh, you know, YouTube on Saturday. That Thursday night, we had to do another quick reshoot because we know it's a small mistake. So, even what you're seeing now was cobbled together over the entire course of the production. And so, I'm glad that you think that we nailed one aspect of this launch so well that you're upset we didn't talk about the other stuff. Because you're right, but also it shows us that we did at least get one thing right eventually. Yeah. And that's just the reality of uh of of making stuff. Yeah, it's never as good. There's always things you can think about that you're like, ah, oh, we should have done it differently. But you know, that's there's still more videos to make, and so we can you know make other ones. And we have a yeah. lot of 
other ideas. And yeah. And it, 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 so thank, thank you. And I do need to co- respond to that one person's mm-hmm. comment because when the, we got it, I hope they don't think I'm like offended or anything. Because when, when we got it, we were just like so in the trenches that I was like, oh, you're right. But I can't think about it right yeah. now. <laughs> we got got to like export or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And then one last question. Uh, from Anton, why have you found yourself so passionate about games as opposed to other media? I know music is big for Derek, but I've recently been contemplating why I continue to play games as opposed to just I like them. Well, I can't speak for you know why you personally do this, but I mean there was definitely a moment where I I always thought that I was going to be a, a musician. I always thought that was going to be where I was going to find my success as, as an entertainer. And um, I have had some success with music, but I do feel like that there was a if if Happy Video Game Nerd hadn't really taken off, if like game reviewing hadn't taken off, I feel like uh, I would have become a music critic. I feel like that's I I if I, I I feel like I I would have become a YouTuber. <laughs> I would have done YouTube at, at at where I was in my life when YouTube came out and what I was doing. I can't imagine another scenario where I was just like didn't want to try this youtube thing yeah but there is a part of me that feels i came close to doing a music review show um but the game stuff just did well for me so that just became the job and so i stuck with it and um yeah i i I, for me that's why i still do games because it's my job no it's not because all the time you're like grace i need to relax and I'm like, okay, well, you know, I need to go out and do something different. And I'm like, okay, well, here are all the things we can do. And you're like, no, I don't want to do that. I want to sit on the couch and play games mm-hmm. with the lights off. And you're like, that's yeah. all I, that's my, that's my perfect state of being. So I think you have a profound love of games that goes beyond just, oh, I do it and it worked out. <laughs> it is a relaxing thing to, because, you know, you get in that kind of like flight mode where your hands are playing and your brain's not even paying attention. Yeah. Like, uh. Like for me playing Doom, if it's like not a super hard map, super difficult, you know, just playing like the first like, you know, three episodes of Doom mm-hmm. is relaxing to me because like I kind of turn my brain off. I go totally just like riding a bike. Yeah. I don't even have to think about it. And I think that occupation of my brain um, is kind of freeing because, my, because, because I have ADHD and how that manifests in myself as an inability to really uh, regulate stimulation that comes in. So when I'm not on my medication, everything is coming into my brain. I'm I'm just hyper focused and aware of like everything, and it's just it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess playing playing video games is sort of like giving uh you know a, a a hyperactive dog or a hyperactive child a toy, so they'll be quiet for a little bit and leave you alone and allow, you to allow the rest of my brain to relax. But I do think that like listening to a good record, listening to a good album. And really diving into the lyrics, diving into the melodies, diving into just the production of it is also extremely uh, rewarding. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess I just developed it just play. Yeah, I just go into a video game. It's For a little, me personally, a easier, I, suppose. I, I was thinking about this earlier and I realized that playing video games is the only media that I ever indulge in or enjoy by its where the thing is by itself 
if that makes sense. Unless someone forces me to go to a movie theater and you can't do anything while you're at a yeah. movie theater. Yeah, yeah. But for me personally, if I'm watching TV, I'm probably also like doing an arts and crafts project or mm-hmm. I'm cooking or I'm doing the dishes or, you know, I'm also playing a game on Twitter, you know, or something. I'm on Twitter. Like, or if I'm reading a book, usually I'm at the gym on the recline, riding, you know, the bike reading the book, or I'm sitting outside and I'm helping the dogs train while I'm reading the book mm-hmm. or something. Like, I, I almost, almost everything I do, for whatever reason, I guess, a, a failure of mine, I don't like just doing one thing. It's like kind of difficult for me. Mm-hmm. So, but a video game, because you are engaging so many parts of your brain, that is the only time that I ever just am just doing that. Yeah. So I think I think that's probably why it just kind of like connects with me on that level. It definitely is a different medium. You know, it's uh, how you would tell a tell a story in a book versus a movie versus a game. Um, that's why adaptations across those three mediums are difficult to do because uh, they're just they're, they're very fundamentally different. Yeah. And and how a, a person's brain will fill in the gaps and what parts of their brain it uh. Uh, it hits. I think it's also a, a reason why some people probably just don't get into video games. It's certainly why I don't read a whole lot of books because my dyslexia hits me that way. <laughs> and I can read, but it is not a it's not really fun in mm-hmm. the same way. If a lot of people read to relax. I read for work. I, I can <laughs> read, but like it's it's a uh, it's it's, yeah. uh, it's hard for me to do. Yeah. But I but I and I write for a living, so <laughs> I don't know how I managed to work that out. Well, with that said, I think that's gonna do it for us tonight today. This morning, wherever you are. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Um, tell a friend, watch some videos all at the same time, probably, because that's what we would do, yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> While you are Netflix and chatting, play a game and listen to our podcast. And, and pet your dog. And pet your dog. <laughs> slash cat slash fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do all, thank, you for, thank you for multitasking with us today. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess we'll... Uh, you know what? This is a... We do this first and third Mondays of the month, right? Yeah. We got we got a we got a five Monday month. So we got the twenty. So the twenty ninth, but Wait. like, you oh know, right, we might come back on the sixth. I would like to do a fun, maybe a bonus episode or something. But also, yeah, we probably so yeah, we probably won't be recording on the 29th. Yeah, maybe something um, fun, but I can't I can't confirm that because. Yeah. So I'll, probably the next episode will be recorded on the 6th and then it will be posted on the 7th or the 8th, depending on yeah. how Derek feels. <laughs> oh, yeah. Some, yeah. I'm, yeah. So sometimes <laughs> I totally like forget like it's like Tuesday night. I'm like, oh, should I forget to add the podcast and put it up? Yeah, but it is the holiday and, uh, you know, family in town, etc. So yeah, yeah. It, it actually kind of works out for us to not have it. So yeah, I don't know what I'm doing because yeah, mom and dad in town. And so most of my family here for uh for thanksgiving um so yeah but anyway if you celebrate that man look, live, look forward to that live laugh gobble gobble live laugh limp biscuit yeah live laugh limp biscuit have a great night yeah <laughs>